We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Hey, we got to get rolling on the Sooner Sports Podcast. So before we welcome in Toby Rowland, I want to remind you that your 2020 season ticket renewals for football are live. You can log into your account right now at Soonersports.com to view all of your renewal information, or you can pick up the phone and call the ticket office at 405-325-2424 to discuss options. Also, the Sooner Sports Podcast today is presented in part by OG&E, power at the speed of life. Don't feel like getting out to buy groceries? Let Homeland deliver it to your door. Visit HomelandStores.com for more details. And Norman Regional offers virtual care so you can consult with a doc on your smartphone. Learn more at normanvirtualcare.com or download the app today. All right, let's get after it. It's time for the Sooner Sports Podcast as Toby joins us on a rare Tuesday edition. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast, your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. Welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. Now, again, this typically is our Monday show, but I don't know if if you saw this, Toby. Last week was our biggest week ever for the podcast. I did. Not, not just That's awesome. Not just like during the quarantine. I mean, ever. So I don't know if we need to start doing this on Tuesday or what, but hey, welcome I back. I think people are a little curious to know what's going on right now. <laughs> I think that helps add to it a little yeah. bit as well. And let's just yeah. go ahead right off the top since we're basically posting this as soon as we record this. And welcome back from VK, Toby. Glad you're back. Refreshed. Happy anniversary. Um, Thank you very much. What do we know right now, Tiro, about the schedule release, about the future, about college football? Because this had been a pretty depressing weekend based on some of the narratives and the news that was out there. What are you hearing? What do you feel? What do you know? Well, I'll start by saying you and I have just recorded a, a TV show together. And so I haven't checked Twitter in like 45 minutes. So who knows what's going on? Um, 
you know, I, I think that obviously it sounds like that the Big Ten and Pac-12 are uh, strongly leading toward leaning toward uh, playing in the spring. And I know that there was certainly pushback by Nebraska and, and some of the coaches in their league um, on Monday. So whether or not that's strong enough to cause them to reconsider, um, I don't know. That'll be interesting to see. Uh, I thought it was of note that while the Pac-12 seemed to uh, join like they did with some other decisions the Big Ten has made, the other three conferences and the Big 12 being among them um, did not, at least right now. They uh, are willing to go their separate way if that's what they decide to do, which could potentially create one of the most unbelievable regular season in college football. It would be the most unbelievable regular season. If we had three conferences play in the fall and two play in the spring, what a mess. But right. maybe highly inter- – I mean, we would have – an extra three months of college football, I guess. <laughs> but uh, I don't know what's going to happen, Chris. I would say that momentum has been uh, a strong thing throughout this. You know, when things are going well, everybody's feeling good. When things are going poorly, everybody's feeling bad. And it certainly seems right now that because of the continued increase in, in COVID numbers, because of the, um, you know, this this finding or the, the heart possible future heart problems with athletes. I mean, we don't know if that's true or not, but at least the report is out there that it could be a possibility, um, you know, maybe even in part because of the the players threatening to unionize uh, across the country, that there seems to be momentum moving toward pushing football to the spring. And um whether or not that'll happen, I I couldn't tell you. I mean, I it is such a heavy, heavy decision that has to be made by these conferences and these university presidents. Uh, obviously, you've got the health first and foremost of student athletes, coaches, everybody associated with these programs and the fans that has to be considered and considered strongly and considered first and foremost. But on the other side, you have uh, livelihoods and financial health of not just athletic departments, but entire universities, entire communities, towns, cities. I mean, there is not a re- there's not a restaurant hotel, uh, any kind of a business within 50 miles of Norman, Oklahoma, Stillwater, Tuscaloosa, Fayetteville, Ann Arbor, you name every college town in America that isn't significantly impacted by college football. Significantly. Right. And so the financial viability of of athletic departments, universities, and in some cases, entire communities could rest on this decision. And uh, it weighs heavy. I mean, I can't speak to uh, all of the athletic directors and presidents across the country, but I can certainly speak to it at Oklahoma. And it is a heavy, heavy decision 
that uh, whichever way you go is going to anger people and is going to, you know, be a part of your legacy. Whatever Joe's, Joe Harris and Joe Castiglione and their counterparts decide uh, across the country will be a part of their legacy forever. And, uh, you know, I think we're probably going to hear that decision pretty soon. Do do we have to just quickly do a, a kind of recap on the decision-making process? Because, Toby, as you mentioned with Joe C. and Joseph Harris on the OU side of things, and you're hearing a lot of names you haven't heard from before on the Big Ten side because, I mean, in the end, the presidents are the ones who truly make this decision, right? Right. right. Yeah, that's that's right. And the, the athletic directors uh, can give their – and do give their recommendations. And, you know, in many cases that – carries a a lot of weight i would imagine with with uh many presidents it carries more weight than in other cases i i don't know what relationships are across the country but athletic directors can can and do give recommendations but ultimately this is a ceo decision you know this is a uh presidents and chancellors um it's not even a conference commissioner decision really it's presidents and chancellor chancellors across the country will decide this and you know they are thinking about everything that that i just talked about there they're thinking about the financial health of their institutions um the actual health of their student athletes and coaches and and students and, and and professors and fans and everybody and um i'm sure there are disagreements you we've heard from some that have come out and said hey we're playing I think the Tennessee chancellor said that on Monday. And uh, I think there are some others, especially in the Big Ten and Pac-12, who have kind of dug in their heels and said, we're not playing. So um, this is, you know, I've heard the word mess said a lot. It's a mess in the same way that everything in 2020 is a mess. You know, I mean, uh, Major League Baseball was a mess, and the NBA figuring that out was a mess. and, And figuring this out is so complicated. And there are so many different variables and institutions and layers and disagreements and things we just don't know, you know, that involve predicting the future, that making this decision is brutally difficult. And I get why they want to gather as much data as they possibly can before making it. But at some point, you kind of run out of time. And so I think we're nearing the point where either they've got to make a decision to push to the spring or they're going to have to make a decision to push back the start of uh, the college football season, you know, to late September or so, or maybe later. So I don't know. I fully expect by the end of today, this is Tuesday we're taping it, right? that we'll have even, you know, more information. And quite possibly by the end of the day, we will have found out that the Big Ten and Pac-12 have decided to uh, wait till the spring. You know, it's it's interesting too, Toby, because then you can't help but wonder. All right, let's let's just play kind of fun here because in our in our sports world this is what happens. Let's say the Big Ten does decide to say we're not gonna do it. I don't even know if it's possible, but man, Scott Frost and Nebraska sure are making it sound like they want to go play in some way, shape, or form, right? So does that open the door to maybe some scheduling with some Big Twelve teams. I don't know, but it just raises the interesting conversation about the ties. If oh, and I'll even use the Pac twelve for example. What if Oregon says, "Hey, wait, we got things under control here in Oregon. We still want to play." 
I don't even know what the legalities would look like if a conference says we're not playing. But, man, it sure does set off some wild potentials, does it not, if if a team decides to go rogue? It does. And I'm with you. I don't know the legalities. I don't know the binding nature of a conference agreement. Um, and I'm sure that's in the bylaws, or maybe not. Maybe this is a bridge that was never anticipated having to cross. And if a vote is eight to two or 12 to two or whatever, what's to stop those two from saying this is, um, this is too uh, dire for my university. I'm not adhering to that ruling. My university's playing. Right. And under that circumstance, could they find enough games? You know, the Big 12's got this plus one thing going on. And I don't think anybody, everybody has chosen their plus one yet. I don't know. It, it would be fascinating. And I would think uh, in long term, perhaps damaging to relationships between those schools and their conferences. Could that lead to future realignment? Could we see realignment in the midst of all of this i mean i think everything's on the table right now chris i I, uh, who knows when the dust settles and covid finally you know has a cure or gets to the point where we feel like we've got it under control and life is back to normal this may look like a very different college football world than than it was coming into this season yeah, I, I could not agree more. It's it's wild because I feel like a couple weeks ago, you and I started saying, and, and I I mean, breaking down the fourth wall here, you know, we'd even started to plan what position previews might look like and uh, actually had scheduled a few um, sit-downs with assistants. And unfortunately, T-Row, it's just, it's almost impossible to do it right now because A, we don't know his schedule. B, practices have been halted because, well, we're not going to play on the 29th. I think we all can agree on that front. So it's 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 kind of hard to really talk about anything else as much as we want to. I mean, there's, I feel like every podcast we've done has this disclaimer. There's some great storylines to get into when we start talking football, right? I mean, there are some incredible right. storylines, but I just feel like we we kind of need some guidance or at least at least some understanding. And I not, not to say we haven't got it, but at least that firm direction to say, okay, this is when the season right. is going to start. We're good. Let's go before we can talk no, like that. that. No, that's right. It feels weird. And every once in a while on our radio shows or on this podcast or wherever, you have a brief conversation about wide receiver depth or who's going to take Kenneth Murray's place. And the whole time it feels weird. Like, are, why, are we supposed to be talking about this? I mean, are they real? You know, is football going to happen? Uh, so everybody's living. Imagine if you're trying to coach. You know, I mean, imagine if you're game planning or trying to have position battles or coach guys up and you really have no idea when the first game is going to be August 29th or September 12th or March 1st. So it, it's you're right. Answers are going to have to come soon, whether we like them or not. We're going to have to have somebody. We're going to have to have some hard and fast. This is our plan. And um, I think, you know, it's going to have to be this week or, or you know, it's going to have to be this week. I, I remember a time when we were talking to Joe way back early in this, Joe Castiglione, he was talking about it would be nice to know things by early to mid-June. Well, 
you know, <laughs> it's mid-August, and people got to know what's going on. So, I mean, we'll see. I, I so hard to say because anytime you take an opinion on anything, you make people angry. I guess my feeling right now, right at this very minute, is if you could tell me with a hundred percent certainty or close to that that we were going to be okay in the spring you know, six months from now or whatever, that we were going to have this thing under control and we could have a full season with all the teams or whoever, you know, wanted to play. I know some players wouldn't play because of that and everything. Then that sounds better than right now. But you can't tell me that with 100% certainty or close to it. And the idea of not having college football at all at all is too damaging not to try. And so... I that is the exact decision that the decision makers are wrestling with right now is should we go ahead and at least try and if we have to stop then we'll regroup and and go in the spring or or is that gonna you know should we just break it off now and start then is starting and stopping a bad choice I I don't know hey it's funny you mentioned how we sit here and you almost during a constant refreshing of Twitter. You know, I'm, you and I are going to get done taping this podcast and I'm going to start editing classic games, but I'm going to have my phone and I'm going to be constantly refreshing Twitter. And then as we have been sitting here talking, the t- and, and everyone's kind of listening to different people while following CDC guidelines, the top ACC medical advisor is Dr. Cameron Wolf. He told Sports Business Journal that he sees a safe path. Is that English? A safe path for college football to to be played despite COVID-19. He expressed confidence that college football can mitigate the risk of players and staff spreading the virus. So uh, with who the ACC is talking to and those who are advising them, that's kind of what we've been hearing from their experts. And then, you know, I you get a chance to talk to – is Josie coming on with you again this Friday or did you get a chance to talk yes. – Okay, good. Uh, yeah, if not before, yeah. Oh, good, good. So you're going to get a chance to talk to Josie. We'll bring that to you on the podcast as soon as uh, Toby wraps it up. I get a chance to talk every Friday with Dr. Dale Bratzler. You know, it's just it's, – it's amazing how you can have so many different theories, but everyone comes back to one common core and it's, hey, can we do this safely? And that's the bottom line. The ACC feels like they can't. Maybe the Pac-12 and Big Ten feels like they can't. But as Bob Bowlesby said, hey, our medical experts have have told us we can keep rolling on. And as long as they can keep rolling on, Toby, they're going to keep fighting towards the season, aren't they? We think. Yeah. No, I mean, that's that's the only option, really. So, you know, reports like that are encouraging. Um, I think that's what you have to lean on if you're a decision maker is – the medical professionals you have to leave it in the hands of the medical professionals that that you trust and when they tell you it's not safe then you gotta you gotta listen and when they tell you it is then then just try to keep going forward so i don't know i every day is uh a new chapter on what is going to be an amazing movie someday <laughs> a movie, a thirty for thirty, a book, you name it. It's uh yeah. this uh, is way more than a thirty for thirty. This is one of those ten part Michael Jordan documentaries right here. Okay. Just, so I'm just do you do you think we'll have an emergency pod 
this week? I mean, kind of as we tape oh, this wow. uh, as we tape this on I'm a Tuesday. I'm just. Are, are you expecting maybe a schedule or or something this week from the Big Twelve T row, or or a decision at at some point this week to either shift to spring or we're playing in the fall? I think they have to. I mean, I think that you'll either hear. Um, that we're going to uh, join, you know, if the Big Ten and Pac-12 come out and say that they're going to the spring, then you'll either, I think, hear from the Big 12 say, that's what we're going to do too. Or we plan on going forward as long as we possibly can, and here's the schedule. I mean, I, you got to have one or the other, and I think it's got to happen within the next – I think it's got to happen this week. I mean, coaches got to know a timeline by which to try to get their teams ready, you know? And – um so I, I think we'll either hear that they're punting to the spring or uh, here's the schedule we're going to try to keep going forward. Hmm. All right, buddy. I felt good about uh, all of our arguments today, but congrats on yet another panel win. That's pretty impressive, Toby. On our sound off show, we were debating the best one-and-done seasons. In the one-and-done era, what are we going back to? Oh, six? Now, I guarantee you there'll be people that are saying, what about Wayman? Why not Hollis Price? Or what about Alvin Adams? But it's it's kind of tough to argue against Buddy and what he did a couple years ago, isn't it? Yeah, well, this was brought up by uh, – was it Sports Illustrated? Yes, ESPN, the, uh, ESPN put this ESPN? out. ESPN? Yeah. They put out a ranking of the top – was it 50 seasons or 25 seasons in the one-and-done era, and three Sooners were on there. Tightly bunched in the top, what, 11 or 12? And Blake and Buddy and Trey were all right there. And so uh, we each made the argument for those three guys today. I think it's going to be a really fun show for people to watch. I mean, just it doesn't get much better than watching old Buddy Heald and Blake Griffin and Trey Young highlights. You know, it's not nice. that old a highlight if you're Trey <laughs> Young, but I mean, it's uh, it, it's put a smile on your face type stuff. And there's really it was an impossible task we gave Chad McKee today to pick a winner in that thing. So, uh, I but I encourage people to watch the show. It's a fun topic, fun debate, and if nothing else, you really enjoy. It. How lucky we've been to have these three guys in the last, you know, decade plus that have been uh, as phenomenal as they've been. Not just, you know, everybody's got a great player that comes through or whatever. We're talking wooden award winners, record setters, top 10 draft picks. In the case of Blake, number one draft picks. A uh, really phenomenal stretch of uh, talent that we've had here at OU. All right, Chubby. Have a great rest of your Tuesday, and we'll see. Maybe an emergency pod this week. Maybe like not. It. Regardless, I'll have be a, ready. Have a great rest of your week, bud. I appreciate your time. All right. You too, Plank. See you, bud. Sooner Sports Podcast is presented today in part by AT&T, America's best network. Metroplex Electric, we can be your electrician. Hey, it's time to add some boneless wings to your Wingstop delivery order available in any of their 11 mouth-watering flavors. So go ahead and crush those spicy, saucy, sweet, and sassy cravings. Go to Wingstop.com now and get delivery to your door. Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. And OU Extended Campus. Degrees online, on-site, on your schedule. Become the tradition. Well, today we do go back in our What's on Tap, presented by Philip 66, Live to the Fool. We go back to our best of 2019-2020, where this week we have two basketball games for you on our classic, quote-unquote, classic broadcast. It's the OU Kansas women's game and the incredible comeback. Sherry Cole picks up win number 500 in her career that's dropping on thursday then on saturday 
man, what a performance by Austin Reeves. The incredible comeback against TCU that ended up putting a wrap on the college basketball season for the University of Oklahoma. Those are our two classic broadcasts, best of 2019-2020, What's on Tap, presented by Phillips 66. All right, we're going to be back tomorrow. Speaking of Austin Reeves, Jessica Cootie will have a sit-down. And just, hey, stay subscribed. Uh, or if you're not subscribed, please do go subscribe. It's uh, Soonersports.com slash podcast. If you are an Apple Podcast user, which I am, simply search Sooner Sports Podcast. Uh, leave us a five-star review. Please uh, share it with your friends. Would love to spread the word. But stay tuned because, as we talked about with Toby, we're definitely going to be jumping on as soon as any news breaks on the scheduling front. I'm going to post this as quick as I can. Let's see it is. It is one twelve as we wrap this up, PM. I hope I have this thing posted in like five minutes because you never know when news can suddenly become old. But we'll be back tomorrow with another episode. You'll hear Jessica and Austin Reeves. And then, of course, the classic broadcast this week, the OU Women's Classic comeback against Kansas from earlier this year, and the OU Men's Hoops incredible comeback against TCU. It's all coming up right here on the Sooner Sports Podcast. Have a great week. And until then, Boomer Sooner, everybody.